Welcome to Bartel Radio. I'm Cass Enright. In mid-April, I made my annual trip, as did most of the beer industry of Canada, to the Craft Brewers Conference, this year in the wonderful city of Portland, Oregon. The Craft Brewers Conference is the largest gathering of its kind in North America, where the craft beer industry comes together to meet, learn, and of course, drink. While there, I was able to record a few podcasts with a number of brewers from the U.S., Canada, and abroad. In this episode, we chat with Jesse Friedman of the Almanac Beer Company from San Francisco. I'm Jesse Friedman from Almanac Beer Company. We're based out of San Francisco, California, and I'm the co-founder and brewmaster. Almanac has made a name for themselves with their farm-to-barrel beers, special barrel-aged beers made with local California ingredients, such as blackberries and blueberries. Let's give it a listen now, and stay tuned for more Craft Brewers Conference episodes in the near future. Hi, Jesse. Thanks for taking the time to chat today. Um, we're here at the CBC in Portland and um, talking to uh, a number of breweries uh, as I get the chance and uh, very happy to be chatting with you today. Well, thanks for having me. Um, so uh, I've been a fan of Almanac for a while and uh, I thought uh, for those who might not be familiar with you, uh, if you wanted to just uh, take a minute and talk about how uh, Almanac got started. Yeah, we've been around for about four years now. Our first beer came out in 2011. Um, so we're based in San Francisco. Uh, our motto is farm to barrel. Um, and we're really inspired by the farm to table food movement of uh, California, which, you know, its heart really rests in San Francisco. And so, uh, you know, we were really, we were, uh, me and my business partner, Damien, we actually met in a homebrew club and uh, that's no longer around. And people would bring a mixture of homebrew and commercial beers to the club. And at one meeting, I was president because I was being punished for something. And they, um, I picked up a bottle of beer with this like just gorgeous label. And I was like, I've never even heard of this brewery. And Damien was like, oh, that's actually my homebrew. I just, but I'm a designer by trade. So I put professional grade labels on all of my homebrew. And it was sort of love at first homebrew site. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, so yeah. And so, you know, we really, you know, the core idea of Almanac is beers uh, brewed in collaboration with California agriculture. So everything we brew ties back to California agriculture. And so much about beer is about homogenization, everything being the same all the time. And especially in our Barrel Age series, the idea is to embrace bottling a sense of time and place with our beers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a big focus on Barrel Age beer, sours with local fruit. Uh, we just packaged our Farmer's Reserve strawberry, where we added 3,000 pounds of strawberries from a farm called Dirty Girl Produce in Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. uh, directly to barrels. So yeah, so that's a little bit about us. Amazing. Um, so uh, I, I know from uh, reading on your site that uh, you're what's affectionately known sometimes as a gypsy brewer. Sure. Or a, a brewery without a permanent brewery. Yeah. Um, what's that like? Uh, it's great. I mean, you know, it's an interesting thing. I think it's definitely something that pulls out a long, lot of strong feelings for us. Mm-hmm. We're really sort of not dogmatic about it. You know, we arrived at it because Damien and I bootstrapped the entire brewery ourselves. And, you know, that brewing on someone else's equipment provided us a way to get beer to market. And then since then, uh, we brew in San Jose at a brewery called Hermitage. Mm-hmm. Um, our relationship with them has grown and grown and grown. And for us, it's a means to an end as opposed to a business business model you know it's not like oh we're this or we're that we just want to make great beer and this is a way to do it and for us you know I think the really sort of key question is authenticity Mm -hmm. you know and I think you can make some really amazing personal beers that have real quality on a 
brew kettle you don't own. Mm -hmm. And I think you can make some terrible beers on a brew kettle you do own. I don't think that really, that's not what's going to make the difference. And Mm so, you know, different breweries have different approaches, but it's all in how you define that relationship. Mm-hmm. Our relationship is such that I'm down at the brewery two to three days a week putting strawberries into barrels myself. Yeah. Um, so we're very, very hands-on in mm-hmm. that relationship. But it's a great, you know, it's just another way to get beer to market. Very cool. Um, so I was reading your bio on the CBC's website, and it says that you are a recovering beer blogger. Yes. <laughs> um, which uh, sort of I, I definitely uh, attuned to very quickly because that is why we're talking, is that I have one myself. Um, uh, how did you? Uh, how did? How did it come to be that you sort of made the move from what was probably observing the industry into <laughs> getting into the industry professionally? Yeah, uh, I, I wrote a beer blog called Beer and Nosh, um, so it was really based on beer and food in San Francisco and exploring the intersection of those things. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was uh, a lot of food photography as well. I do a lot of photography. Um, and it was just a really cool creative outlet in a way for me, you know, in retrospect to really refine my sort of personal voice, you know, which wasn't what I set out to do, but sort of, in, you know, when you look back on it, you're like, oh, that's how I got here, mm-hmm. you know, and I can safely say there's no almanac without beer and nosh before it. Um, and so, yeah, and I was, so I was writing about beer and food and picking fights with people as you do as a blogger. Yep. Um, and, uh, I started uh, San Francisco Beer Week, actually. The first one started right around the time, about six months after I'd started writing the blog. And so I hosted a beer dinner at that. Uh, We did it with a chef named Jen Beastie, who now has a restaurant. She's at a restaurant called... uh, that's her own restaurant called Shakewell. It's a mm-hmm. tapas place in Spanish oh, cool. in Oakland. And so we did a beer dinner with her and we sold it out. And I was like, holy shit, can I swear on this podcast? Yes. Holy yep. shit, uh, people are willing to pay for these things that I'm interested in making. Mm-hmm. And that for me, that was a real turning point in being like, this is actually a thing you know, that I could do. And so um, I did a bunch of different you know, beer dinners over time with a bunch of different partners and that was again you know really driving home this idea that beer and food are things that are meant best experience together mm-hmm. and then I met you know I've been looking for a way to move into beer professionally and just sort of didn't have a way in um, until I met Damien mm-hmm. and you know and that's really what kind of kicked it off and he really brought the skill set I lacked um, you know I'm very visual oh, I loved good design I thought that was so important and so mm-hmm. to for, have a business partner who's a designer so all of our logos all of our branding identity bottles glass business cards top to bottom so he does all that everything oh, amazing yeah and so it's uh, I was curious who did the design because it's yeah 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 absolutely so that's really Damien and actually we're in a really really cool exciting phase right now where um, you know Damien's also CEO and really Mm -hmm. keeps the lights on and makes the wheels turn on our business uh, which is great because I'd be terrible at that yeah and so uh, uh, we now are actually, he's now art directing as we work with local artists to create really cool art to represent oh, the beer. Cool. But we've, from the beginning, always really felt that the inside of the bottle should reflect the outside of the bottle, that those two are together, mm-hmm. just like beer service matters, just like what you serve with the beer matters, mm-hmm. that it's all part of a cohesive whole. 100%. Um, wow, that's great. Uh, so you're here, uh, you're talked this, uh, at CBC this year is about beer dinners, and you mentioned, uh, mentioned that you uh, uh, have been involved in them for a while. Um, what do you think makes for a good beer dinner? I don't. I don't want to. Well, spoil, steal spoiler from alert. Your, uh, um, from your talk. No, I mean, I think you know my dinner. The dinner. I, the presentation I'm giving. It's it's a combination of throwing as much food porn as possible at everyone. Yep. And I basically just went through and said, "Here's every good idea I've ever had." Yeah. But I think the main thing is thinking about it. You know, putting. You know, oh well. You know, brewmasters are great at. Um, you know 
tweaking and refining a recipe and making that dry hop character really sing. And I think the idea is, you know, beer dinner should be an extension of that. And so I really walk through, you know, working with chefs, how to build pairings, how to think about it, trying to focus on like the mechanics of making the wheels turn. Um, for a successful beer dinner, thinking about how is service going to work, who, what's the communication like, you know, and really putting together what are people's expectations and how does this, you know, sort of reflect the brewery and the beer itself. Mm -hmm. Cool. I wanted to ask you about um, sort of uh, sort of where you're going as a brewery. I was I was on your blog and I noticed that you know I think the latest post was about New York expansion. <laughs> I think there was a the Colorado blogging has really fallen <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> Sounds like it seems like there's a there's some some growth happening, which seems yeah. Like, I mean. Super positive. You know, for us, the challenge right now is managing growth. You yeah. know, I think it's a lot, it's one of those things where you don't realize how difficult it is to scale and really keep an eye on quality yeah. and really take care of your backyard. Um, we were opening up some new territories and we've actually really slowed that because our home market growth is so substantial. Mm -hmm. And that's obvious, you know, you, any good brewery will tell you your home market is everything yeah. and that you, you can, you gotta take care of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're continuing to focus in a big way on barrel-aged beers and sour-fruited beers. Uh, we're going to put out 16 in separate barrel-aged releases. There's one uh, on average every 30 days wow. in a few different projects. Um, we're really diversifying the types of barrels we're working with. We're bringing in some fruiters right now. We've got some whiskey barrel-aged sours that I'm very excited about. Um, and then we're also focusing on our fresh beer line. Uh, we've got a new Imperial Seasonal series we're doing. And in fact, uh, so we did a beer called Valencia Gold that's brewed with orange blossom honey mm -hmm. and then oranges. And we actually got the orange blossom honey is from bees that are on the trees that the oranges are from. Again, tying everything yeah. back to that sense of place. Very and we cool. used like double the orange blossom you would recommend normally. Mm -hmm. And so it's just almost like a mead hybrid with huge floral aroma. And then right now, actually in the tank back of the brewery is a beer called Emperor Norton. Uh, which is named after a San Francisco sort of eccentric historical figure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, who predicted, wow. uh, he's really interesting and worth reading about. Uh, he predicted the creation of the Bay Bridge in the mid-1800s, oh, yeah. oh, wow. issued his own currency that people accepted, and declared himself the uh, Imperial Emperor of the United States and Protector of Mexico. <laughs> really cool character. Yeah, um, and when like he it. died at the turn of the century, it was the largest public funeral ever held in San Francisco. Wow, that's crazy. I'll have to check that out. So that beer... There, there's a beer behind all this yeah. too. Uh, so that beer is a, uh, it's a Belgian triple brewed with apricots uh, that we got from Bella Viva Orchards in Turlock, California. And then that's almost sort of like a hybrid IPA. So that's dry hopped with Citra and uh, Howard Tower Blanc. So wow. really tropical floral hops. I think it'll be really nice with that stone fruit character in there. Sounds delicious. I can't wait to try it myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Um, so speaking of, uh, of San Francisco and um, and you know, uh, we've we've had like your your beers sound awesome. I want to ask you, um, you know, if, if my listeners up in uh, up in Canada uh, wanted to come and uh, and try your beers. What would be the best places to enjoy your beers? And what are your some of your favorite spots in uh, in California that you like to go and have beer? Well, I'd say we're we're distributed in Washington, uh, Washington State. So that's probably the closest place to yeah. Canada you can find us. Um, in in San Francisco, I mean, San Francisco has such great history. So yeah. you know, you got to go to Toronado. Yeah. You know, uh, we got a lot of cool spots. We have a Mickler Bar now. Um, I love what Cellar Maker Beer is doing. Mm -hmm. I think they're making some of the best hoppy beers in the world yeah. right now. I was there just uh, at the end of very beginning of February. It was so great. good. I mean, really, really hop low bitterness, super aromatic, you know, with a big focus on, you know, all the trendy New Zealand hops. Mm -hmm. So, so good. <laughs> um, 
what else is great in San Francisco right now? I mean, there's so many, what's really cool is, you know, and we've seen this changes, so many amazing restaurants are now taking beer seriously. Yeah. And so you go into places that are, you know, cocktail and really food focused, and now they're putting up beers that are really interesting and pair well with the beer, which is what we've always wanted to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've always, you know, we try and corner out our little piece of the market, but it's one of those rising tide things where there's so much expanded interest in craft, and as that's moving into the food space more and more, the result is, you know, more places to get great fresh beer. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, your beers sound great. Um, hopefully I'll be able to uh, find some more uh, before I leave this trip. I've, there, I know there's some dog patch uh, at uh, Cascades. At got Cascades. Some, Cascades doing some Yesterday. guest rotating tap stuff right now. That's yeah. really fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, best of luck with all your uh, future endeavors. I look forward to uh, trying more of your beer soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks.